On Asian Bow States Day, we witnessed a couple of very special performances in the form of Elite Street and Western Empire. Elite Street, Rawilla hasn't really called upon him just yet. He does now. Indian Pacific Range is up to Mervyn. Elite Street's got the money matters getting up on the inside. Elite Street's got the Prince of Wales, though, at his mercy. He pulls away the favourite. Elite Street goes home to win. At the top of the straight, they went past the 350. Kiss on all four cheeks. Taken on by Bams on fire. Here's Western Empire breathing fire. It came out around the heels at the 200. Hit the lead now. Western Empire. The brakes have come off and he dashes away the derby winner. Western Empire put up four lengths on them. What a brilliant win in the Asian bow. He's going to canter in. Notorious one charging home late, but Western Empire in a superb return to racing. Won it well from Notorious one. Elite Street was utterly dominant in the Prince of Wales. And Western Empire, well, what a performance that was, taking out the Asian bow stakes first up on his way to the railway stakes. The question is, can anyone beat these two horses? Not only in the railway, but in Elite Street's case, in the Winterbottom Stakes as well. It's a very valid question, and while you mull over it, here's episode 47 of the Western Mail podcast. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Western Mail. We're up to episode 47 this week with a huge day of racing. Uh, we've got the Tap Touch Master Series ever closer, and we've got the Listia Stakes meeting this Saturday down at Ascot, so another big day down there. Uh, group 2 is the feature over 1,400, and we've also got the listed Farika Stakes over the same distance, which is for the three-year-old Colts and Gelding, so a very big day of racing once again. Uh, before we get into that, though, just a bit of a recap on last week's pod selection. So we kicked off in race number 2, in the three-year-old race with Ultimate Command, who ran second there after leading up uh, most of the way. He was backed into favouritism there, $3.10. Uh, it was about four twenty, I think, when put the selection up on Thursday. I just wasn't quite able to go on with the job, so slightly disappointing there. Uh, we then moved on to race number seven, where we had the each-way player, Big Butter Boom, who got up at around $2.25 uh, for second. Uh, was... Pretty game, I thought, uh, there, there in that race. And, uh, yeah, we just, just found one better on the day, but another big performance from Big Butter Boom in the seventh. Uh, from there, we had Will Chino in race number eight, who was a very, very good win. Looked to scorch the turf with Zebel. Um, bit of a battle there. So Will Chino was tiptoeing late and Triple Missile was throwing the kitchen sink at her. Uh, but she did enough to hang on. So, um, yeah, it was a nice result that. And follow, following that, uh, Elite Street got up in the Prince of Wales. There were a few deductions, but if you took the early price at around $2.60, uh, I think we were paid $2.30 after deduction. So um, he ended up paying $1.80 uh, start price. So really good win, uh, effortless win in, in, in many ways. Um, just looks to be in super order and... Um, yeah, it was great to see. Uh, the end of the day, uh, Kiss on All Four Cheeks ended up leading um, in the Asian bow, which obviously she wasn't suited by. Faded to run sixth of nine there, was backed into $2.05 uh, when you could have got closer to threes uh, a few days before. So, uh, But just the manner that Western Empire uh, won that race uh, and Elite Street as well in the Prince of Wales, uh, the railway and winter bottom could be foregone conclusions as a result. They were very, very dominant wins, and it's going to take something very special to beat them. So uh, that was 
last Saturday, Tap Touch Derby Day. So we'll now move forward. We'll have a look at this week's uh, card. So, yeah, we're looking at another good four track, uh, which is quite, uh, well, it's very good. Uh, the rail is at out eight metres for this meeting as well. So I think it was out around 13 on Tuesday for the Cup Day meeting. Uh, I think it was the true position last Saturday. So a little bit of uh, fresher ground from that uh, 13 to the eight, that five metre, uh, first five metres in. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but look, we're going to kick things off. Uh, race number one, Magic Millions plate for the two-year-olds over the 1,100 metres. And I was quite keen here on Snowdome, the number four out of the Parnham Yard. thought uh, this horse was a bit of an unlucky story on debut. Uh, this Rommel Colt uh, couldn't find clear air up the straight in the run home, lobbed him behind the two leaders there. Uh, finally did see a bit of clear air when it was uh, all said and done, uh, but did run second to rev it up there inside a length. Uh, gets two kilos back on rev it up here and uh, draws nicely as well once again. I had barrier one on debut. We'll go to barrier two now. Chris Parnham's is on. Uh, he sticks on here and I just thought that this horse would land up on the speed or over the speed at least in the first two pairs of running anyhow, and be, uh, be in with a huge shout to go one better at start number two. Interesting to note as well on Debut, uh, Snowdome ran the second quickest last 600 split of the race, 34.91, so encountered a fair bit of bad luck, but still managed to hit the line well. Uh, so, yeah, encouraging signs there. So hopefully Snowdome can kick us off with a win uh, in race number one. We'll head across now to the second on the card. It's a tap touch, better your bet handicap for the three-year-olds. It is over the 1,200. Uh, Ponyo was planned to be ridden up on speed last time out. Uh, she was fourth in the three-year-old 1,000-metre dash at Ascot there. So this year, Song Philly jumped poorly. Uh, they did plan, as I, as I say, to be ridden up on speed. Uh, landed second pair in the field of six, uh, but thought she worked home well enough. Finished two lengths or inside two lengths behind the pretty impressive winner in the front bar there. Uh, having said that, though, I'm, I wasn't overly convinced that she's a 1,000-metre horse anyway, so I do like to step up to the 12, uh, third up, and from the central alley, I think she can land midfield under Kesh Duran, uh, whose three-kilo claim does see this girl very well in with the 56. The shades are also on first time as well, so do expect a much sharper performance here. I think she can be afforded time to work through her gears with the extra distance as a result. So around $2.70 at the moment for Ponyo, uh, but quite keen to be on if we can get anything around that high twos, maybe even threes if possible. So we'll see uh, what we can do there. Moving along to race number five, the Crown Sports Bar Handicap. It's a one metro win. It is over the 1,000 metres. A uh, bit of a flashing light run first up from the Simon Miller train, Bedette de Star was fourth of 11 in a 60 plus thousand metre race a couple of weeks back on October 16. This two star mare was out the back in the run near last, but did peel off a lot, very slick uh, last 600 of 33.87. She was fourth in the end, just over three lengths behind Triple Missile, that dominant win on the day, uh, who was untouched. But he was the only other runner in the race to run a sub 34. Uh, he was 33.60. Uh, and then he went and backed it up with a very, very 
big uh, race, uh, big efforts uh, last Saturday, up steeply in class behind Will Chino in that 72 plus. Uh, but he was flying again there, clock 33.05, last 600. So uh, although Vadette de Star draws wide here, again, it's really a non-issue for me because she will be sent back anyway. So I think she can land in three-wide train from there with cover. And from there, uh, Chris Parnham, who sticks on, just needs to find that middle to outside putter home straight, I think, which, uh, which should be the place to be from there. And I think would naturally improve from the first up ever, this girl, can be going even better than she did first up and is a decent price too, around 550 and 2 bucks. So we're going each way here on the sixth rat at the start in race number five. So from the fifth straight across to race number six, the rating 72 plus handicapped over the 1500. I did think the effort of Laurentinio was pretty bold when resuming a fortnight ago. Now he was in this class over the 1400. Uh, this demerit eight-year-old led them up there before being caught in the run home by very, very impressive comfort me and the informed star aligned as well. So I think he'll have come on for the effort. Uh, expect that he can be tougher second up here. Uh, Holly Watson jumps on in a nice booking uh, with her claim, sees this horse get two and a half kilos off comfort me uh, for the 2.4 length defeat. Uh, from a wider alley, though, I do think they'll either breeze outside of the top of your company crew or possibly look to cross uh, and, and try to take a few cheap sectionals, uh, using him as a bit of a roadblock in behind. And there's only four or five runners who have attempted the 1500 before. Uh, he's the only one to have won at the distance. And he's top three, um, well, in terms of performance at the track at Ascot, uh, he runs top three, a staggering 62.5% of the time. So uh, based on all of the above there, I was thought, well, was keen to be on it at the each-way pricey. I think it can give us a decent shout. Uh, and very wary of comfort me. That was an utterly dominant win last start, but I think he'll be short enough here. And, yeah, was more than happy to play Laurentinio at around 7 bucks and 235 place. So from there, for the... First of the main races, the I guess the support act. Race number seven, the listed Farita Stakes for three-year-old boys over the 1,400. Did like the debut of Devoted here out of the Cerise and White Brigade. Saluted out at Northam over the 1,300 there. Uh, jumped short enough, though, around $1.45. And will have come on since that win. I uh, thought where he tracked up behind the speed in transit. Uh, did fly home with a 33-63 last 600. And uh, the first two, uh, Noble Born was in second on that occasion. Gapped about seven lengths back to third. Uh, then at start number two in town was sent out over the 1,200, another three-year-old three race. Uh, got back after the start, though, on a leader's day, uh, but did work home fairly nicely to run a third behind Bazoom and hardly ever. Obviously, we've seen Bazoom come out and win the list at Burgess Queen on Tuesday. So form looks pretty strong. Uh, do like the step to 1400 big tick for that uh, as a uh, well with the rail out I think I think it can can suit this fella here um, if that uh, if that is the case I think Pike can have this bloke winding up uh, with the trademark burst down down the middle for outside there and uh, was keen to be on it at around four dollars he's currently four dollars so um, yeah happy to have a little something on devoted here do respect it's a ray day. Uh, back into $2.10 as of Thursday evening. 
uh, but very short enough. And while he did look the winner for a long way uh, last time out, uh, I think it was the Belgravia, uh, look, did look fairly green still. So he was keen to, to kind of step around him. He may well come out and win, but um, he's short enough. And, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully uh, we can get devoted uh, home here. So from the 7th, uh, we'll have a look at the feature race of the day, the Waroa Group 2 Lestia Stakes over the 1,400. Uh, obviously, the next stop uh, in the build-up to the railway here, the next path along the journey, uh, if you like, uh, does look another really, really high-quality field here uh, with the 11 currently accepted. Regal Power on, on first uh, inspection did look to be the white horse here, getting back to weight for age. Uh, gets a, a kilo and a half off that massive northerly run. But I was quite keen on one of the Simon Miller runners here at an each-way price in the form of Ballard Road. Uh, was really game, I thought, when having the chase down stable make dance music and Massimo in that northerly stakes off a fairly slow uh, run up to the uh, the bend, I suppose. Um, fought on well, though. I thought it was only a length behind the winner in the end. And gets a kilo off her, up to wait for age, and gets another plum drawing too, whereas dance music's drawn out uh, in eight here with a couple of extra speed horses thrown in here to make things interesting. We've got Too Close the Sun and uh, the Velvet King. So uh, although the Velvet King hasn't been the best uh, starters in recent times, he does draw the inside. So I dare say they'll try and look to use that uh, to advantage or at least to sit in the first two to three pairs. So Too Close the Sun is wide out as well, uh, gate 12 or gate 11 now. So he'll come across. Uh, so there could be, or it should be a, a much more genuine tempo anyway than northerly. So just thought that would uh, suit Bell, uh, Ballar Road here. He can lob in behind and, uh, yeah, get a nice trail here. And I just thought he could definitely go a few better as a result. Um, did hold his own sectional-wise as well in that northerly. And I, you know, the jury may be out on him as a 1,400 horse. He hasn't won at the distance yet from five starts. He has placed three times. Uh, but I think he's sort of gone on getting towards this kind of distance. Um, you know, he's on the railway prep. So I think if he is going to do well in the railway, I think, yeah, he'd want to be putting in a, a good performance here, running at least top three. So uh, just, yeah, did see enough last time out. Though. You know, I think he can break through here. And obviously with Bradbury Willis sticking on, um, another jockey in great form. I uh, was keen to play here uh, each way, $7 and around two thirty-five for Ballar Road as of Thursday evening. So, um, yeah, very, very keen on a few here. Um, not sure on what my best might be this week. Um, if I was probably leaning, I'd probably say Ponyo in race number two. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm pretty confident on all of these selections. Um, obviously, if I wasn't, I wouldn't be putting them up in the first place. So, uh, yeah, but look, it's going to be a huge day down at Ascot. Another nine race card, uh, quality racing once again. And uh, should see another big crowd in. It's been great to see the crowds back at the races. So really exciting stuff. Um, a big thanks uh, for tuning into the preview. That's pretty much all I've got this week. Uh, so if you have been enjoying it, as always, feel free to uh, hit us up on Twitter at Western underscore mail on Facebook at TWM pod. That's the handle or at YouTube Western mail racing. So a big thanks once again, a good punting wherever you're playing across the nation on Saturday 
and I'll be back next week uh, with the next week's show. Bye for now. Light flashing. Gates are back and they're off and racing and this will test you at miss the start. The first to go, Zeebel, began like an absolute shot. Plutocracy, Will Chino gathering speed. Will Chino driving up underneath of Zeebel. Zeebel, Will Chino together. In behind them, Plutocracy. It was able to slot across two lengths. Don't fuss, she's a charmer. Graceful girl, followed by this will test your agent, Jay. Followed further back, Platinum Bullet as they went past the 500. And gee, they're burning this pair. Triple Missile is back last of all. Eight lengths from them. Will Chino on the inside of Zebel. Together they come at the 403 in front of Plutocracy. She's a charmer. Don't fuss. This will test you. Well back, graceful girl. Will Chino snuck away from Zebel. Parnham says go, girl. At the 200, Will Chino absolutely dropped them all off. Led by three. Plutocracy sticks on near the rail. Followed further back then. She's a charmer. Triple missile rattling home from last. She's getting tired. The post looming. Will Chino hangs on. Will Chino, she was right out of tickets late. Triple Missile came with a brilliant run from last, but Will Chino too good. She's won from Triple Missile. She's a charmer. Battled on hard from Don't Fuss, Agent J. This will test your plutocracy. Platinum Bullet back in the field. Graceful Girl never came into it. And Zebel got gassed outside of Will Chino and cracked under the enormous pressure to run last.